Blog Talk Radio. Sing me a song of a last that is gone. Say, could that last be I? Mary of souls, she sailed on a day over the We are live here on Journey Into the Light. Glad you are joining us. Beautiful music from the wonderful show Outlander. <laughs> so you guys are catching that. I've uh, been really enjoying it. Um, and we're joined here with a wonderful, beautiful guest. Cynthia Martin um, is joining us, as she does every Thursday. She is an energy healer, emotional fitness expert, um, and so much more. And she's going to be coming on here in just a second. And each week she comes on and explores different areas and, and help that we can give, not just to ourselves, but to our children and to our loved ones. And um, so come on in and join in and um, share this show out. Let your friends know about Cynthia Martin and how she uh, can help so many of your friends, family, um, and all of Cynthia's contact information is all listed right here on the show page. Um, you'll be able to see all the links, um, so check all those out, all linked up. All you got to do is click, it'll take you to a separate window, and boom, you are there. So there you go there. And let's go to the phone lines then and bring in Cynthia Martin to the show. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Michael. Thank you. I'm proud to be here again this week and talk to everyone about um, the highly sensitive children and empaths and indigos and whether you're a parent of one or you are one um, with the child inside of you that needed some healing. So happy to be here with everyone. Well, great, great. Uh, so um, before we get started into the uh, topic for today, Cynthia, why don't you tell, if you would, uh, the new listeners uh, a little bit of kind of about yourself? Well, I'm, um, I am a highly sensitive person, um, and for those of you that are not familiar with the term, um, what that means is that um, I, like 20% of the rest of the world, uh, was born with a... Um, Highly, ner- highly sensitive nervous system, um, which has been proven by science and termed, um, the scientific term is called uh, sensory processing 
sensitivity. And what that means is that um, those of us who are born with this trait, uh, we experience the world um, at a much more intense level. The way I can best describe it, that makes the most kind of sense. Um, the 20% of us compared to the rest of the world um, will, ex will and can experience, um, depending on the overwhelm, um, the subtleties in, in our environment from noise, smell, taste, food, um, sound uh, at the volume level of 10 or more. Um, when we're in overwhelm, we get into overwhelm and shut down. So it's a very real thing, and um, whereas the rest of the world in that 80% um, tile don't even notice half of those things. They just go about and enjoy life as is and don't even have a clue and look at the rest of us um, and many of us on, uh, in this community have probably heard, you know, that we're labeled as too sensitive, emotionally intense, maybe a little bit too much drama trauma. Um, we take things too personally. So those kinds of things. And um, being a, a highly sensitive mom, um, I, of course, you know, especially in this time of higher consciousness, they choose those of us who are ready to, uh, to support um, those souls who are here to do more and, uh, you know, delve into this uh, beautiful evolution of humanity. I am um, the mother of two highly sensitive children, uh, two daughters, ages uh, three and seven, and both on two ends of the sensitivity spectrum. Now there is no defined spectrum per se because the research is still not available, but I have one daughter who is very introspective, more reserved, takes her time um, entering environments. And then I have my little one who is on the opposite. She is more extreme. She is very extroverted. She feeds off of other people's energy um, and really thrives on it, whereas my oldest one needs to be uh, have more quiet time than her sister, but equally both they need just as much downtime. Um, so that makes for complicated and exciting and adventurous situations. So they are the reason why I came into this work. Um, I mentor parents of um, children who are born with this trait and adults um, I, you know, who are recognizing that this is something that they have in them who did not get the nurturing and emotional um, support they needed as children. And it's manifesting in a variety of ways of anxiety, depression, um, addictions. A lot of times it's, it's very common. So um, that's what I do. Uh, that's why I really specialize in bridging all worlds of the science of the mind, body, and spirit with the spirituality and all of, as a holistic uh, being, we need all of that support. So I'm happy to, to talk to those folks. And what I want to talk to uh, everyone about today in particular, um, you know, speaking of the, the needs, we have different needs as highly sensitive people. So I just kind of want to touch on, on what I think are the five most important, um, especially for our children, because they depend on us as, as um, their parents and as their, their leaders and their models um, for how to handle life. Uh, I think it's really critical for us parents to really step up our parenting game and really get um, – get a handle on these uh, so that we can better serve them and improve ourselves and evolve so that we can meet them at the extraordinary level that they're born into. So, um, I, uh, you, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, no, so I was, was going to ask you, Michael. That, um, yeah. I was just going to add to that as you, before you go into that. Um, yeah. And totally agree with you in that, you know, it's, it's so important because our kids look up to us and at the same time, this is our future. What do we want our future to be? And what we invest into our kids 
is what we're going to see in our future. If we invest very little, you know, we're going to see all these things we don't want to see. Um, and, of course, the reverse, you know, if we put a lot of time into our kids so um, and really invest. Um, so I'm really glad and, um, that you're on this show because I think what you're doing is very, very important. Thank you. Yes, I agree because I'm sure you can relate, you know, um, as, as an adult we, we can reflect back on those similarities that we see in our children and kind of go, oh, my gosh, I remember, you know, struggling with this and, and struggling with being understood or struggling like, you know, feeling like I can't be who I am because it's not okay. I'm too much for people. That's, what, you know, that's a big one. It's like when, when, you, when the child is told you're just being too much. And I have to, you know, unfortunately admit um, that in the very beginning, that's one of the triggers that I recognized that I was doing to my own daughter. So, you know, I'm, I'm by no means perfect, nor do I want to be. And I myself, am, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Michael, is like, you know, we, we grow with our children. We are not... Um, you know, we are not equipped with, um, like they say, that cliche, right, the manual to, to raise these children. Um, every one of them is very unique, and they all have um, very special gifts. And unfortunately, we're just, as parents, coming in with whatever tools we're equipped with. And unfortunately, they don't always match what our kids need. So it's really, you know, to what you're saying, it's like it's up to us to really do what it is that we need to do, starting with ourselves so that not you know, do the, I remember, I don't know if you heard this when you were a kid, it's like, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you know, and it's like, it's very confusing for children, because it's like, how are they supposed to do the opposite if that's all you're teaching them, you know, and that goes for even good, you know, that doesn't mean we're bad parents, or we're bad people, it's just that we're doing the best we can every single day, and, um, but the kids of today are really, really wanting us to, um, to evolve to that place where we can give them everything without having to struggle the way we had to. So it's a, it's a beautiful time in, in the world. And, you know, even with everything going on around us, that might not seem as so, but it is a beautiful time because things are being shaken up and, and we're being called to, to be better. So that's, that's the wonderful thing. So I, I, really, I really love being here for, you know, being part of this community and being here on this show with you, Michael, because everything you do is contributing to that. So I really love uh, being part of this and, doing it uh, with such a wonderful group. So starting into uh, some of those essential things that uh, we need to know as parents and um, whether, like I said, whether we are parents of of children who um, have these traits and some of those traits, what they look like, Um, you know, sensory processing uh, sensitivity means, like I said, uh, if you're, if what I see in my children, if it's, you know, too much, it's like being out in crowds, if it's too noisy, if, if it's just overstimulation, um, you know, you'll find a very common trait in uh, most sensitive kids is, um, you know, they don't like the tags in their clothes. They, they don't like the way things feel on their skin. They don't like the way a food texture tastes in their mouth. They cannot stand the smell. You know, my daughter drives me nuts every single day. She has to tell me, she's like, mom, your, your car has a funny smell. Like, you know, something got lost under the the seat and it's like I, I can't find it <laughs> and she's like it's, it's a very faint odor but she picks it up every time she's like oh I can't stand it so it's like you know little things like that you know she, they sense those subtleties that everybody else um, overlooks and it can be very distressing when it's too much uh, school is a big issue 
Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is is what not just children, but us as as people in general is, um, especially with uh, such a unique trait and like being an empath, you know, we, we definitely pick up on other people's feelings. So this is a common trait for the highly sensitive child. Um, you know, in, in their intuition, our intuition is very dialed in. And as children, we're unfiltered. So, you know, having those beautiful opportunities, if you know what's going on, to really nourish um, and celebrate those moments where they come to you and they have just this knowing and this, this sense of understanding of things that are far beyond their years, which is beautiful. So, you know, that all makes for scary stuff for a lot of people who don't know what's going on. Um, but the number one thing is to really um, acknowledge and embrace that this is a very real uh, trait that they are not, um, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with your child. There's nothing wrong with you. There never has been. It's just that you interact with the world slightly differently, um, just like a very fine-tuned antenna. And um, what we need from our loved ones, from our peers is, um, you know, uh, compassion, number one. And then for us to be loved for who we are and not be told that, um having these extraordinary experiences on a daily basis is wrong. So never tell your children, um, you know, they're being too much. Never tell your child to get over it because they almost physically cannot. Uh, the overload is so much, you know, and this is especially for teens because, you know, for parents who have teens, you know, the roller coaster ride of emotions even to begin with and magnify that times 10 if you have a highly sensitive teen. Um, it's even more so. So, loving them for who they are and really embracing that this is a real thing and then they're, they're not just making it up to get attention. So that's number one. Um, and then when you're struggling to, uh, to support your child, you know, listening to your own intuition. Every single human being on this planet is equipped with intuition. You have a sense when something's wrong. You, um, you're able to tell when something is off with your kids, you know, if you, if, especially if you're connected and you're empathic and, and intuitive yourself and highly sensitive yourself, you're more dialed in. Um, so really paying attention and being present uh, to those little slight changes in your child because they have cues. They're giving you cues all the time when the, when the overwhelm is starting to build up. Um, and when those moments happen, um, something to do is to really create, put a pause in any situation because, uh, Michael, I don't know if you remember, you know, <laughs> I know your kids are off and already living their own lives, but it's like, you know, being an entrepreneur and um, independently employed with children, it's, it's hard not to get caught up in the busies. You agree? It's just like the oh, busyness of life every single day. Yes. Right, so yeah. it can it can be difficult to uh, to really be present to what's going on with your children, but ultimately it's it's highly important um, because it's it's not to be hyper vigilant, but really just to be aware and be present, so that way you can notice these cues in your kids and and really listen to your intuition when it's telling you it's like oh, okay we need to create a pause and ultimately what all of this means inside the body in terms of energy, you know it's like you're filling up a cup, right? And, and depending on certain situations, certain sensory uh, inputs, uh, the cup can be different. So like sound might not be a big deal for one highly sensitive kid, but smell can be. So it's like every one of these um, pieces of data is coming into the brain and um, filling up this cup. Well, once it hits that brim, they're going to start giving you cues. You know, they'll start giving you um, when they're really little. Um, you'll see this in children who have the sensory uh, processing disorder, which is actually 
actually um, slightly different than the, just the what a highly sensitive child is uh, termed as, but they actually have um, a, a neural processing uh, difficulty. Um, so it's just they, they'll have a particular cry. You know, those of us who have, remember when our children were little and were really tuned in, you can tell when your child was crying because they were hungry or because they were dirtier or because they were tired. Well, there's a cry for when it's too much sensory input. And we have to really be aware and, you know, make sure that we check our own emotions before we engage with our kids because we can escalate that situation very quickly. Um, and then support them by giving them an opportunity to express that energy in whatever fashion serves them. So if they're like my youngest daughter, she needs to exert that energy like by running around and, and having you know free reign of, to, to bounce off the walls. Um, then do that. If, if they need quiet time, like my oldest, she needs to be in a, a safe space, sacred space that's her own for her to be able to, like, decompress. Um, you know, so that's one of the other major uh, needs of a highly sensitive child uh, and empath is, you know, they need to decompress. They need to release the pressure of the stimulation. So giving them... Um, appropriate activities, appropriate downtime. They need a lot of extra downtime. So if your kid is tired more often than most kids, you need to give them the opportunity to have that downtime. You know, forcing them to be in situations, especially in social, social situations, is not good for them and it's definitely not good for, for the overall um, harmony of the, of the family um, dynamic. Because once they lose it, and they're in meltdown, shutdown mode, it's really hard to get them out of that, you know. So, and it stresses out the parents, and it creates this very vicious cycle. So that's one of the other things that is very important for, um, for the highly sensitive child um, is giving them the opportunity to have those um, moments of downtime. And the younger they are and the more tuned in you are, you can determine, you know, what time of day that is for them because I don't know for you, Michael, but when my oldest was um, – a toddler, it's like I already knew that it, at 5.30 in the afternoon, it was shut down, meltdown time, because that was about the time that I picked her up from school, and she was trying to process everything from the day, you know, so it can be overwhelming, so we need to give them that space and know when that downtime is required. Um, the other thing, so how are, how are you or how are your kids with boundaries, um, Michael, because I know this is something that I had to learn. I had to learn uh, as a, more of an extrovert. I had to learn when to recognize when I when my energy was um, being a little bit too much for the for another person who might be a little highly sensitive and introverted. Is like learning how to define those lines. Is that something that that you can relate to and and see that you uh, are characteristics in your children when they were small? Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, it was. Um you know, to put out those those boundaries, uh, which was very important. Um, and um, so, and I think once they're defined, um, you know, and I think that's a real big part of parenting is just to, you know, I always, you know, it's funny, like you can go into the supermarket and you can see uh, parents who just, uh, the way they treat their kids, I mean, with, with slap this, slap that, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, not good to see. When when I had my twins and they were, you know, you got two of them, I was, you know, a new parent. But I always sent boundaries. I always said, guys, this is what we're going to do in here. This is what we're not going to do, okay? And only mm-hmm. one time did I have to pick up my son Nick and walk him out because he just got too upset because he couldn't have it. 
a uh, music book that day, um, mm. and that, you know. But that was it. They knew, and we are, so we had great times, you know. We so we never had those issues. So yeah, I agree with you. Well, and that's wonderful that you recognize that. So um, a highly sensitive child, um, you know, has those has those moments in the grocery store where it's like, you know. The screaming. I don't even. I can't even count how many times I've had to actually like, um, you know, not because I was concerned about other people, you know, what they thought, but literally just so that I can give my child what she needed. Um, I would have to pick her up and just take her to a space outside. Like being outside in nature is another very valuable thing for children, um, and for highly sensitive people is being out in nature and um, really grounding their their energy and being able to release a lot of that tension and anxiety and and, um, calming the mind and the brain um, so that they can um, interact with the world again. So so many times I used to have to, like, you know, pick her up and take her outside and it would be a good half hour, if not more, um, to try to get her to calm down because she just couldn't couldn't contain whatever was going on inside of her. Um, So boundaries are important, and not just um, teaching them, like, what's right or wrong and those kinds of boundaries, but... Um, honoring their emotional boundaries and knowing um, that if they're not wanting to do something like school activities is a big thing. I know we, we as parents want to set them up for success. That's a really important thing for us. And then we have an idea what that means and looks like um, in our mind. But if we have a highly sensitive child and we put them in a, in a group activity and they're in more on the introverted and get really overwhelmed by um, by noise and, and, and that kind of stimulation, that's going to be too much, and they're going to go into overload, and they're going to be that kid. And we've seen the pictures, and we've been at the at the soccer games and and the little league games where it's like that one little that poor kid that's like screaming and just spends the whole time crying, you know. And it's like honoring those emotional boundaries as well, and not putting them in situations where it's not they don't feel safe. Um, and then learning what your boundaries are and, and teaching them. It's like, you know, I, I have that with my youngest. She's an extrovert. She feeds off of energy. And I need a lot of downtime in the evening because it's just, you know, the world can be too much. And it's like, okay, you know, this is this is how mommy feels too. And, you know, it's okay for you to have these feelings, but, you know, it's 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 a fine balance, right? And, and make it age appropriate. Um, and... Uh, knowing when to engage in physical contact because when a kid, you know, is in that overload, it's not necessarily good to try to give them the extra hugs and the kisses. So know when it's appropriate. So that's another way to to look at boundaries. And just to wrap it up, the most important thing is um, never walk away from your children um, when they're having a situation. Um, Sometimes it's better to speak less and just listen and um, repeat what they're saying so that they feel heard and just ultimately stay close and listen. You know, what is that saying? It's like God gave us two ears and one mouth, (laughs) right, so that we can listen better, listen more. Um, So that's, you know, those are some some top things that um, either you as a highly sensitive person Needs, would uh, need for yourself and um, or if you're a parent of a highly sensitive child, um, especially those of us who are empaths because, you know, we think as parents we're, we're doing better for them in those situations and often our, um, our inability to cope with what's going on with them only escalates the situation. So really take do a, a pulse and a check-in where you are in a given moment and how you interact and take a, take a moment you know, count to three, you know, really see where you are before you engage and then really keep those other things in mind and, and give them the the space that they need and the love that they need and how they need it. So 
I would say those are it. Great, great. That's beautiful um, items to be sharing today. Thank you so much. And just we're about a minute left. Uh, Cynthia, do you want to give out your contact information and so forth? Yes, if you are um, a parent or an HSP that is looking for support and, and is in a place that they really need to change some things in their lives, um, please go to my webpage at um, www.lumireenergyhealing.com. Um, that is L-U-M-I-E-R-E, energyhealing.com, and um, go to the Work With Me page. There's an application there, and I reserve spots every week for uh, this community. Um, if you're looking for support, it's a free consultation, and um, it would really um, serve you if you're looking for some assistance and get some guidance and maybe where some um, some blind spots are for you or some areas that you really are struggling with and need a little help on. So, um, And then all my other information is on the uh, contact page of Journey into the Light, and I welcome any questions, and happy blessings to everybody. All righty. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for another great show. Um, thanks so much for uh, the you know, contribution you do to society and helping our world now and helping our future world. So thank you for putting your time and, and your energy and your work into that. So thank you for what you're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And thank you for, for making this available for everyone. So you have a beautiful rest of the week. Take care. Okay, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, everybody. That's Cynthia Martin, and again, her contact information is listed right here on the show page, all the links to contact her. We do thank you all for listening to this show.